Welcome to HealthCast, the heartbeat of health IT. I'm your host, Melissa Harris. When we talk healthcare in America, normally the Indian Health Service doesn't come to top of mind, but the IHS has been around since 1787 and provides a health service delivery system for approximately 2.6 million American Indians and Alaskan Natives who belong to 547 recognized tribes. That's a significant number of people within the United States, and the IHS tends to lack the funding that other health agencies have. This is a significant concern, especially because, as we'll talk about today, how American Indian and Indigenous peoples in the United States encounter disproportionate health problems and outcomes. Despite the obstacles the IHS faces, however, the agency continues to look forward in its healthcare delivery for the population it serves. And we're here today to discuss how tech, telehealth, and modernizing the IHS electronic health record are paving a future that empowers IHS's patients. So, this episode, we're going to be talking to one of the top experts behind the IHS Health Modernization Initiative, Dr. Susie Postal. She's the agency's chief health informatics officer. And as you'll hear in this interview, her passion for the patient and expertise in technology are pushing the future of IHS and American Indian and Native people's healthcare forward. Okay, Dr. Postal, welcome to the show. Thank you, Melissa. Thank you for having me. So I just wanted to start by talking about how you have a prominent role at an agency that does not always receive the attention it deserves in the health community. In particular, the Indian Health Service doesn't get the big health budgets that other federal health agencies receive, but American Indian communities often face disproportionate health challenges. What are your priorities at the agency amid this setting, and how can tech and health informatics help overcome this challenge? Great question. Let me start by sharing that the Indian Health Service is an agency within the Department of Health and Human Services, and it's the principal federal health care provider responsible for providing federal health service to the American Indian and Alaska Native. And I always start by saying our mission, and our mission is to raise the physical, mental, social, and spiritual health of the American Indian and the Alaska Native to the highest level. So the IHS provides comprehensive health services and care delivery to approximately 2.6 million American Indian and Alaska Natives who belong to over 574 federally recognized tribes in 37 states. And I always like to share our strategic goals, our strategic plan, and that is to ensure that comprehensive, culturally appropriate personal and public health services are available and accessible to American Indian and Alaska Natives, as well as to promote excellence and quality through innovation in the Indian health system into optimally performing organizations, and also to strengthen IHS program management and operations. To answer your second question of how health and technology informatics can overcome this challenge, the health information technology, which I'll refer to as health IT, they can bridge medicine with technology to support using data, information to promote knowledge in the delivery of care. And currently, one can use health IT to support patients and providers, healthcare providers to improve healthcare quality and safety, increase the efficiency of healthcare and public health service delivery, improve public health information infrastructure, support care in the community and at home, as well as facilitate clinical and consumer decision-making and build the health skills and knowledge. So this is really important now with the pandemic as one needs to be innovative to provide care. 
reach our patients and use the data to make the important decisions, report the information and more. And telehealth expansion is one that is being used. And as you know, health IT can help healthcare providers and the public. It can help with adapting to the change in healthcare quality and efficiency due to health communication and health IT. You can also support changing provider-patient relationships using health IT, continual feedback, productive interactions, and access to evidence on the effectiveness of treatments and interventions. And this will likely transform the traditional care and also is a way for people to receive information, processes, and evaluate health information. And finally, expanding the collection of data. And that's so important to better understand health IT on population health outcomes and health disparities. Yeah, that was fantastic. And certainly a lot of information and great background on your agency as well. So your agency's mission is unique in that it's very targeted to certain subsets of the U.S. population. You mentioned the American Indian population, the Alaska Native population. Are there unique health trends across your constituent base that we haven't touched upon yet? You were highlighting how data has been really important. What information have you gleaned from that data? Many of your constituents live in remote areas or don't necessarily have access to certain health services. So what health trends and challenges do those individuals face that you've noticed? The Indian Health Service, as I shared, provides comprehensive health service to 2.56 million of the estimated 5.2 million of the American Indian and Alaska Natives. And we strive for maximal tribal involvement to meet the health needs to service population who live mainly on or near reservations or rural communities, um, mostly in Western United States and Alaska. And the American Indian and Alaska Natives have long experienced lower health status when compared to other Americans. Lower life expectancy and the disproportionate disease burden exists perhaps because of inadequate education, disproportionate poverty, discrimination in the delivery of health service and cultural differences. And these are broad quality of life issues rooted in the economic adversity and social conditions. When you asked about some of the things, disease of the heart, malignant neoplasms, unintentional injuries, diabetes are some of the leading cause of the American Indian and Alaska Native deaths. And also, if the American Indian and Alaska Native is born today, they have the life expectancy that's 5.5 years less than the U.S. all-race population. And we do have all this information on our IHS website, but as noted, the American Indian and Alaska Native continue to die at higher rates than any other American in any major category, including when you're asking chronic liver disease, cirrhosis, diabetes, mellitus, unintentional injury, assault, homicide, intentional self-harm, suicide, and chronic lower respiratory diseases. And so in trying to account for these disparities, health experts, policymakers, and tribal leaders are looking at many of these factors that impact the health of the American Indian and Alaska Native people, including the adequacy of funding for the Indian healthcare delivery system. Yeah, those are certainly shocking statistics. And on top of everything that you touched upon, there are certainly clinical challenges, I'd imagine, for these patients. We were talking a little bit about how they live in rural areas, so they may not have access to certain health services. There are problems with funding on top of the underlying health conditions. What kind of clinical challenges are especially a barrier for your constituents? 
So as you noted, the barriers, as noted, is that one of the things is access to specialty care, and that could be a barrier. And so with the use of telehealth, that's provided a modality to address this need. IHS has pioneered telehealth. The COVID-19 public health emergency has led to a dramatic increase in the use of telehealth using synchronous telephone only and video-enabled patient provider visits. Definitely. And touching upon that COVID-19 aspect, you know, even though we have telehealth as an option that's expanded massively this year, COVID-19 has, of course, hit tribes very hard this past year as well. In a recent episode of a sister podcast of ours, GovCast, CIO Mitchell Thornbrew touched upon how telehealth and digital health technologies have been key to helping American Indian people throughout this moment. But can you provide maybe a little bit more of your perspective on what data you've gleamed in this moment and how you're navigating the pandemic for your patient population with these technologies? So with COVID-19 emergency, it's precipitated a very significant expansion in the use, as I shared, of telemedicine technology to provide service to Indian country. And with that beginning March 2020, IHS rapidly ramped up our virtual care services from a pre-COVID average of about 530 visits per month to well over 33,000 visits per month between April and July. And that represents over a 63-fold increase. And what we're finding is that about 75 to 80% of these encounters are being conducted through telephone only. And while we realize telephone communication has increased in use, what we realize is that it's increased in use and are critical to support patients that are located in bandwidth-constraint environments in Indian country where direct home video consultation may not be possible. And as shared, some rural patients do not even have the necessary equipment, such as smartphones or laptops, with adequate signal or broadband connectivity in their homes or community. And we recognize that some of these issues will not be resolved. But what we're working to strive to do, and we're working our best, is to look at the technology so that when we use it, that it's scalable and can move from the video to the telephonic support based on the technical needs if there's low bandwidth in that area. And IHS plans on using $95 million of the CARES Act fund to provide a solid foundation which supports long-term sustainability, and that's key, of telehealth infrastructure and services. And the IHS plans to use the funding to build infrastructure, integrate telehealth delivery within our health information technology environment, such as the patient portal and scheduling workflow, and also explore other modalities of telehealth with um, mobile health and remote patient monitoring. Certainly. And it's really interesting hearing about the fact that the equipment problem, not just the aspect of broadband and having the proper bandwidth to conduct telehealth, that's something that I feel like doesn't get enough of a spotlight. And I just wanted to go to the next question and ask that some not very well-known facts about the IHS, as you know, is that it's led the way in using clinical and public health data long before other agencies. Does this contribute to how you think about clinical and health data at the agency? Yes, it does. And what I wanted to share is that it's been supporting innovation through years, but there are challenges faced in keeping ahead with all the policies and the federal mandates, chronic underfunding of IHS a health information technology has hindered the organization to keep pace with the user requirements and market solutions. 
The good news is that IHS has completed the 2015 edition certified electronic health record technology and is currently working towards meeting the 21st century cures requirement. However, the health IT modernization efforts will help to contribute immensely to addressing clinical and health data at the agency. Certainly. And I just wanted to piggyback off of that to talk more about the electronic health record. Where does the resource and patient management system, EHR, fit into the Indian Health Services modernization journey, both at the IT perspective and then also for the patients and providers? Just because we didn't mention it earlier, I do want to share that the resource and patient management system is our health information electronic health record. And the way we use the RPMS is um, multiple. It's used for administration. It's used for financial. It's also used for clinical care. It is a spinoff from the VA's VISTA system in terms of it is in-house developed. And it's very similar to the VA VISTA system. The patient databases are individual systems that are installed and maintained independently across the country. So I just wanted to share a little bit about our resource and patient management system to answer the question in that there are over 50 applications um, and network communication components that are combined to create this comprehensive clinical, financial, and administration solution. So with that being said, and what Mr. Thornbrew had mentioned about the RPMS and how does it fit into the modernization journey, the VA's move away from VISTA means that IHS will lose a significant level of support in the future. And the VA's decision to migrate away from VISTA was a catalyst for the IHS to investigate electronic health record alternatives. It is incumbent on IHS to modernize its own health IT infrastructure, and that's what Mr. Thornbrood shared. So the expansion of an EHR from a back-end billing system to the healthcare operating system has elevated the need and impact of our system to real-time systems that are required to provide standards of care we all expect in this data-driven ecosystem where patients and providers need the technology to complete complex workflows and keep it on track. Definitely. And here at HealthCast, we've talked a lot about the VA and DOD's electronic health record modernization. And it's interesting in hearing your perspective and how that modernization from other agencies are also pushing you to continue your journey. And, you know, I sort of want to get that on the ground view about how these changes in your modernization are impacting your the tribal populations. Sometimes it's hard to ground big IT projects in human ways. For the IHS and American Indians especially, stories about healthcare challenges and the ways of overcoming them are ones we don't often hear about when we talk about healthcare in America. So can you perhaps share an instance or two about how the EHR, the health IT work your office does, has helped American Indians? So as shared earlier, telehealth has been implemented and it's helping to provide access to care. Currently, with the pandemic, as you know, as the vaccine nears distribution, the IHS is working to address vaccine access management, which includes data management. How can our resource and patient management system, RPMS, capture this information and report it to the necessary agencies? Also, we have business intelligent tools to look at the data, to make it more meaningful, to make more, more meaningful decisions. Some of that we're looking at wait times with primary care visits or emergency department visits 
And I could go on and on, but addressing electronic prescribing a controlled substance, barcode medication administration to reduce medication errors, as well as the electronic health record providing alerts or reminders. So with alerts, you can think of drug to drug interactions, allergy checking and other warnings. And so a functionality of RPMS is that it evaluates clinical quality as well as population health, and it offers many functionalities. And so as noted, one was the clinical reminders and it can address population health as well. So I just wanted to share that there's many things within health IT to support our population, patient population. Certainly. With those stories in mind and those great innovations your office is pioneering toward, and based on where you are with your EHR journey, what are the next steps in that modernization process? What do you have in mind for the future of your EHR and for your health IT initiatives? With health IT modernization, our vision is healthy communities and quality healthcare systems with strong partnerships and culturally responsive practices. I think that's very important. So IHS's vision is to meet the customer's need by providing excellent, reliable, interoperative health service, health information and services that protects the privacy while connects the patient and the provider and the payers and enables improved patient outcomes. And it also helps to support controlling the costs with that in mind. The other thing to look at is with our HIT modernization project vision is to support the Indian Health Service mission, which is to raise, as I shared before, the, it all comes back to raising the physical, mental, social, spiritual health of the American Indian and Alaska Native to the highest level through modern, innovative, and practical health information technology. This might be looking too far ahead for where you are at this moment, but you know, the VA and DOD and now the Coast Guard, they're all working under this office called the Federal Electronic Health Record Modernization Program Office or the firm. And um, they're really trying to rope in different health agencies to jump on this bandwagon of a common electronic health record. So, you know, they could benefit from joint health information exchanges and to make it easier for the patient. Even though you're trying to modernize the EHR now that the VA is departing from the VISTA system, is this something that your office is considering to join this common EHR across the federal space? So right now, I would say with the HIT modernization, we have done, you know, there was a project before that did analysis of what options are available. And right now we are talking with other agencies just to continue to learn from them, from the VA, the DOD, we also have met with the firm. But really, the HIT modernization project will define the path. There will be tribal consultation to determine the best path forward, as well as urban confer, and we'll then know the direction. Certainly, and that's very fair. You always have to look at your options, and uh, it's good that you're also engaging with the different tribal communities to make sure that what you apply fits them well. Yes, yes. And that's what's important because you have areas that are very remote and then you have areas in urban as well as you have areas that may not see a lot of patients. And so how can you develop a system with our HIT modernization that meets all needs? And that's where the consultation is so critical. Also looking forward into the future, I know it's really hard to determine what can happen next. You know, a year ago, 
Little, if not any of us, knew what COVID-19 was going to bring. We didn't know it was going to be a significant problem or that it would become the challenge it is today. But with a new administration coming in and a new fresh year ahead, with all things considered, what does the future of the IHS have in store? How do you envision clinical and technological priorities changing next? Great question. And I keep going back to our mission of how can we raise the physical, mental, social and spiritual health of the American Indian and the Alaska Native to the highest level. And we need to continue to empower the patient. How can they partake in their care, whether it's through the patient portal, using telehealth with remote monitoring and more. And then we also have to look at the 21st century cures moving forward to address information blocking, as well as how we can use Fast Healthcare Interoperability Resources, or FIRE as it's called, to promote interoperability, improve impact quality improvement, and evaluate activities by aligning the data exchange requirements so that people can talk to one another and data can talk. So that promotion of interoperability within the health information. And we want to support the data to be more readily available to the patients. So allowing healthcare information, including clinical and administrative, to be available, keyword securely, to those who need access to it readily, be it the patient, be it the healthcare provider, you know, the health information exchange. And finally, I think of artificial intelligence, and you hear a lot about that, and how is that going to be used in the future with machine learning? Also, what's the future with precision medicine and genomic patient care? And how mostly, how can we protect the data and the patient? Yeah, it looks like you have a lot on your plate. (laughs) Lots of opportunities there. And it's all going toward that patient empowerment, which is what really matters. Yes, yes, agree. Thank you so much, Dr. Postal. No, I want to thank you for this opportunity to share the great work taking place. Truly dedicated people within the IHS to care for our American Indian and Alaska Native population. Thank you. Thank you, and thank you for your service. Thank you. HealthCast is a production of Government CIO Media and Research. For more podcasts, head to governmentciomedia.com slash podcasts. If you liked what you heard, let us know by leaving a review in iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. HealthCast is produced by Amy Kluber, hosted by Melissa Harris, Adam Patterson, and Faith Bryan. If you're interested in sponsoring a podcast, contact us at sponsor at governmentcio.com.